Welcome to the JVC Hope This Helps podcast, where we discuss life and faith and anything else really. So we hope this helps you today. Listeners, uh, it's Scott and Grace from JVC. Hope this helps once again. Hello. Uh, it's really no lineup change, but I'll continue to introduce us each time. Who knows? <laughs> we might change our names or something, <laughs> and, mm, have, uh, have guests or something. Maybe one day I'll just mix it up and say something totally off the wall as mm. an introduction. Um, but at the moment, this is the rut that I'm in, so we're going to keep rolling with it. <laughs> We've been talking about Easter, Scott, and yes. by the time uh, this episode gets uplo- uploaded, Easter will have come and gone. Mm. We've talked about the cross. We've talked about how to talk to e- about Easter to your kids. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. yep. And uh, we'll be talking about the resurrection today. Resurrection. Yeah. Awesome. It's exciting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the joy and the hope that we have in this faith, right? Yeah, and maybe it should be said off the bat when people, theologians, uh, the New Testament talk about, or you know, Paul or whoever, talk about the cross and Jesus' death. Um, it's not in isolation of the resurrection. Yeah. Like, kind of like the whole life of Jesus. You can't just kind of cut and, you know, like, segment it out like like it's removed from every other part of his life mm. so his life death resurrection ascension you know heavily session and all of that hold together mm. in what he's done in coming the incarnation I forgot you know incarnation life death resurrection ascension heavenly session all these things hang together yeah so you can't kind of just remove one from the other. But for, you know, reasons of helping us uh, think about things and whatever, we can talk about one of those things at a time. So it is important, though, when we talk resurrection, we obviously can't remove that from the cross because no, you can't raise someone from the dead. He's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, when we talk about resurrection, we've got to see that it's just... Um, it's part and parcel of, of all mm. of the life of Jesus. Mm. Mm. Before I get to my question, mm. I, uh, I'm going to spring another one on you that we haven't discussed. For you, pastoring, like, is there a, I don't know, like a special joy in preaching on Resurrection Sunday? Like, I don't know, there's something. For me, in my experience, it's like there's always the solemnity. Is that how you say it? Mm. Solemnity? On Friday. On Friday. Yeah. Yeah, It's reflective. It's solemn. Yep, yep. And then... Definitely feels a bit more cheery on Sunday. Yeah. If that's what you're getting at. Yeah. It's It's just there's this... It's like, come on, victory. Yes. Yeah. He's risen, you know. And... I think the saddest Easter experience was when I went to a Resurrection Sunday sermon and there was no hint of joy in the whole sermon. Mm. And I walked out of it feeling like just so sad. I was like, come on, this is like 
the the victory day of the the faith so like yeah yeah and it could be said that the whole church is built on the resurrection of Je- yeah. the event of the resurrection of Jesus you know so many people think that their faith uh, is hinges on whether the Bible is God's word I do believe mm. it's God's word don't worry you know, oh, that's, that's or a certain view of creation. Don't worry, I do believe God created. You know, like all these other things, like yeah. the, the way people talk. But it's not our faith. And Paul says this: it's totally, it's founded on the res, the event of the yeah. historical event of the physical resurrection of Jesus. Mm. So it's very significant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and just, should be joyful. It, yeah, it's joyful. Yes. <laughs> I go crazy when I see like people on Resurrection Sunday, like just like every other Sunday, you know, and, you know, yeah. it should be our life and all of that. But it's like, this is special. And, and Paul goes as far as saying in Corinthians 15 that if the resurrection of Jesus didn't happen, all of our preaching and our faith in Jesus is in vain. Yeah. So, you know, it's incredibly important. And yeah, I think it should be a, a day of celebration and joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's that resolution part of the story. Yeah. If you're watching a movie, you know, the, the climax and resolution, ah, you know, it's like, yeah. Well, you've kind of almost started to answer my next question, so okay. you'll have to sure. find a way to flesh it out a bit more. But yeah. Um, Easter session number one. Hmm. We, or well, I asked you, why the cross? Why did Jesus have to die? Yeah. Uh, or maybe that was Easter session too. I don't know. One of the early ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Now that Easter has come and gone. Well, it's part of Easter. Isn't part it? of yeah, Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Good Friday, the cross. The cross. Yeah. Come and gone. Yeah. Well, by the time I upload this, I'm thinking it'll probably <laughs> we will have had Resurrection Sunday sure, as well. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've had why the cross, why did Jesus have to die? Yeah. So now I think the natural follow-up to that is why the resurrection? Yeah. Yep. Um, why did he have to be raised? Why did Jesus have why to be raised? Why is our... And you, mm. you asked the question correctly because it is why did he have to be raised? Yeah. Why did the resurrection have to happen? Yeah. Because like I just, um, you know, recalled like... Paul in Corinthians 15 says that if Jesus wasn't raised, our faith is in vain. Mm. Our preaching is in vain. So, yes, totally necessary. And I think that actually it should probably make people question some of their atonement theology, like their view of the cross. Mm. Because sometimes our view of the cross is so simplistic that it's like, well, Jesus died for our sin. So now we're all good. Um, or if, if in simplistic terms, that's as simple as it was, you mm. don't need a resurrection. Mm. He died for our sins, so that's all good now, right? But Paul says, no, if there's no resurrection, you've got no faith. You've got no reason to have faith. So it, there's a bigger picture going on right? Yeah. that we often don't get. So why the resurrection of Jesus? Why? Um, the New Testament clearly says that if there isn't a resurrection, that we're still dead in our sin. Why is that? 
Yeah. Back to our metaphysics of exactly. the cosmos. Exactly, yeah. If that's you could just, like, where give me a dot-point summary. Yeah, that's kind of where it ends <laughs> up, like, uh, what? Now, w what we are given, you know, some pieces of the puzzle, and again, yeah, we're not given all the depths of understanding the how, because that's, you know, the metaphysics of the whole universe and, and how we're made up and all this. But... Um, there are some, you know, clues and that, and, and it's along the lines of, well, if Christ wasn't raised, it's Christ's resurrection is like a vindication, like a proof of mm. what he achieved mm. on the cross. Uh, I heard one theologian say it this way, Christ's resurrection um, was the result of the cross. Yeah. All right, so... That helped me years ago when I, when I heard that, like, yes, that puts it in a bit more perspective that mm. at the cross he said, it is finished, because it was. And when we see God raising from the dead on the third day, that that is uh, a vindication that, yes, this actually achieved what he was going out to achieve, like yeah. the, the victory over death. The victory over the devil, the victory over sin, all that stuff. Um, in Romans four, it even yeah, it says that uh, he was raised for our justification, and we often think, no, no, he died for our justification. Well, yes, both are true. Mm. We're not justified. We're not made right with God unless Christ was raised. So another part of that is Romans 6, right? So mm -hmm. Paul says that when Jesus was crucified, and when we put our faith in him, we're crucified with Christ, but we're also, the good part is, uh, we're also raised with Christ to new life. And so in Romans 6, there's this theme of union with Christ. So when we are united with Christ, um, what happened to him happens to us, which means if he wasn't resurrected, we're not raised either. Mm. So it's necessary because we unify with Christ that he's resurrected. Cool. We're raised with him. Ephesians 2 says we're seated with Christ. So that's kind of his ascension too. He goes up to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And it says that we're in a dismal state, but then we were raised with Christ to heavenly place. We were seated with Christ in heavenly in the heavenly realm. So, yeah, massively significant, again, for something happening in reality when Christ yeah. was raised from the dead. Yeah. I, um, I heard the explanation a little while ago, and the trick is to not think about it too deeply, otherwise it gets a bit heretical. Um, <laughs> but if you think of the Trinity as like a little Venn diagram, Father, Son, Spirit, and again, you not too deeply because mm. uh, it gets a bit iffy. Uh, but then you add this little extra circle onto the Son, and that's us connected in through Jesus. Sure, yeah, yeah. And Jesus, uh, the New Testament says clearly that we're put in Christ. Yeah. And that's why all the stuff that happened to Christ happens to us. We're in Christ, but Christ is also in us. Yeah, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. By Jesus faith. Christ lives in me. And that we are baptized into the Spirit, into the yeah. Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is put 
in us. Yeah. And Jesus, remember where he is, he's in the Father and the Father's in him. Yeah, yeah. Perichoresis is the word that early church fathers used, this dancing around analogy where you can't tell where one person starts and the other person ends because there's such an interpenetratedness of uh, the three persons of the Trinity. And Peter says that we get to participate in the divine nature. It's incredible, like it's big concept stuff. So yes, we are united with Christ and the the interwovenness that is God Himself, Father, Son, yeah. Holy Spirit. We kind of get woven in. We don't become God. No. We we're still distinct uh, um, as as humans, but um, we kind of get woven into this divine dance. Is kind of the language that's yeah. been used in church history. So awesome. Quite amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's just mind-boggling. So yeah. um, that's one angle uh, of why Jesus was raised from the dead. Probably a bit more of a, you know, for humans, for our sake, mm. in that sense. Mm. Um, but also Jesus was raised from the dead. It says that he was the first fruits of new creation. So in new creation, everything is resurrected, so to speak. Yeah. We get resurrected. In fact, again, the New Testament says that if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, there is no resurrection. Mm. And we have no resurrection, therefore we have no hope. But in the resurrection of Jesus, we, are, we have a rebirth into a living hope. So picture this. All of creation... Um, is going to have a resurrection. I believe this is about the planet, all physicality, and people that are reconciled with God. We have this resurrection. Mm. And the resurrection of Jesus, way back when it happened, is the first fruits of that, the first taste, the first picture of what's going to happen in the future to all of creation. Yeah. Apart from those who, I mean, those who are not reconciled to God um, are still resurrected, but then they're excluded from that new creation. They've chosen not to be part of it. Mm. All right, so this is the necessity of Jesus, you know, and being in Christ. So all things will come under the head of Christ um, in a completed full way in the future. So that's the picture of, of the future we're headed toward. And we get foretaste of that now. Mm. And the Spirit is in us. We've been raised, seated with Christ. That's obviously not a physical thing. That's mm. something to do with spiritual dimensions or whatever. Um, but yeah, Christ's physical resurrection is a foretaste and picture of all of creation being resurrected. Yeah, awesome. It's pretty big to think about. I just kind of think of, you know, how beautiful stuff even in this fallen world looks, like trees and, you know, uh, nature and all that. That's corrupted, broken creation. Mm. I just wonder, what is a tree, what's a blade of grass going to look like in, you know, in new creation? Yeah. Full of the glory of God and the... Uh, it, it, <laughs> You can't imagine. It's exciting. It's really cool. And it's like, that's 
Yeah, that's part of the joy of like Resurrection Sunday. It should just be a day of just hope and joy because it points us towards mm. God and his goodness and what's to come. Mm. Yep. yep. Yeah. And um, it's absolute vindication too that mm. Jesus was who he said he was. Mm. Um, God's Messiah. Yeah came to do what he, he did and yes that he was meant to die yeah that was christus all. victor yeah and he was the victor over the yeah. powers of darkness um his race you know and and it even says that um if the powers if the authorities and rulers knew what the crucifixion would have done what was to achieve they wouldn't have crucified him mm. Mm. and i think that's talking about the dark powers yeah that Satan thought he was winning out by getting the Son of God crucified. Yeah. But it was, it, it turned into him drinking poison. Yeah. Thinking that he had the victory, you know, and God, be, God outsmarting him and always knowing that, you know, yeah. And the resurrection is what opened the door for the Spirit to come and be with us now. Yeah. So in, there's so much to it. Oh, there's so much to it, Grace, and like you know, books have been written on it. And when just Jesus, one or two, just a few thousand. And you know, when Jesus was resurrected, I mean, where was he when he was resurrected? When he came out of the tomb, where was he? In a garden. New Adam. New Adam. So you know, and he's mistaken as the gardener. This is not a mistake yeah. of the gospel writers to note those things down because, um, I mean, whether the gospel writers were totally aware of it or just by the Spirit's leading, they're mm. writing this stuff down. It's the new, the new Eden has come, the new garden has come and is, is mm. going to be, you know, flourishing over the world. This is, this is, yeah, so many motifs woven in there yeah. that we see and, uh, yeah, so epically important, the resurrection, yeah. and very joyous, very, yeah. like, come on. It's exciting. Um, yeah. yeah, what something you were saying earlier um, just triggered a memory of uh, a bit in Acts, and so uh, that's what I was looking up. I, uh, I promise I was listening to you, Scott, while you were talking. <laughs> I was just looking for something at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Acts after Pentecost. So you might, you know, hear this from us again when um, Peter is, is talking to people about, about the resurrection. Um, he quotes some Old Testament mm. um, writings and then says, you know, brothers and sisters, I can confidently speak to you about the patriarch David, so King David. Mm. He is both dead and buried. His tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn an oath to him to seat him to seat one of his descendants on his throne because hmm. there's that motif through the Old Testament that someone from the line of David, you know, yes. his kingship will be yes, restored. restored. Yep. Um, seeing what was to come, he spoke concerning the resurrection of the Messiah. Hmm. He was not abandoned in Hades and his flesh did not experience decay. And I love that line. It's hmm. just hmm. so poetic hmm. and it hmm. just rich in imagery yeah so hades just means the grave so he's yeah. not abandoned in the grave yep yeah 
It's not like what we think of as like hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God raised this Jesus. We are all witness of this. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out what you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. So it's like the resurrection mm-hmm. proves yes. Christ's kingship. Like it, yes. it, it says, um, yeah, where it says, you know, God has raised Jesus. He's been accepted to sit with the Father. Therefore, he is the Messiah. Mm, you mm. know this because the Spirit has come. The Spirit has come because mm. Jesus has been accepted. Yeah, God's stamp of approval is clearly there. He raised him yeah. from the dead. <laughs> like that's the resurrection. Yeah, and Psalm 110 is that, that psalm that's been quoted there. It's one of, I believe it's one of the most quoted Old Testament passages in the New Testament because it's so significant, you know. And... Yeah, it's about that ruling with God and, you know, put all your enemies under under mm. your feet kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it's it's um, definitely speaking of the victory mm. of Jesus in the death and resurrection. So another thing that just came up that I know people ask a lot was, like, where was Jesus between the cross and the resurrection. Yeah. Because a lot of people have this misunderstanding that he went to hell. All right? Because of passages like that, Hades. Uh, but that just means grave. Now, we've got to wind back to the cross where he says to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me where? In paradise. In paradise. That sounds like the opposite to hell to me. <laughs> so, the... There is truth, though, that there were passages that talk about him proclaiming victory, but I don't think he went to hell per se and, you know... Suffered in hell and all... Yeah, the prison of hell and then brought people out and all all that kind of thing. But there was something that happened in the cross Mm. that was a proclamation of his victory Mm. to the powers. Mm. I don't think he went to hell and preached... You know, there's uh, some views on that. Some, some people will teach and, that. And, yeah, and, and I did a study on that passage years ago. And uh, it's, yeah, more about Jesus' victory, what it proclaimed to um, the captives and to the powers, mm. right, that this was a victory over them. And he was, you know, with that dude in paradise. and Yeah. And, yeah, it was... It was not like a three days in hell kind of thing. Mm. He was three days in Hades in the grave, like his body, but he was with this guy in paradise. So the victory had been won at the cross and the resurrection is the proof of that victory, the result of that victory, the vindication of all he was claiming to be and of who he was according to Old Testament scriptures. So, yeah, heaps of um, themes coming together, but uh, a massively important part of the work of Jesus, of, mm. of uh, resurrection. 
Yeah. I think I've um, I think I've said it a few times this episode, but uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it's is. like how do you how do you with human words like appropriately respond? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We might wrap it up there. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I don't know, guys, listeners, friends. Um, if I could encourage everyone to, you know, go read Psalm 110 and Acts chapter 2, the, the verses that I was referring to earlier were specifically mm. uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 36. So it's not an entire chapter, mm. um, but by all means, read the whole chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those are some really awesome, encouraging uh, sections of scripture to read it, when you know what they point towards mm, and they point yeah. towards God's victory who is our victory yeah it's awesome so yep read your bibles yep. go in peace and if you guys have questions yeah just send them in we'd love yeah. to address them and yep that would be very helpful to us actually yeah anyway hope you've had a great Easter and uh, really celebrated uh, Jesus haven't eaten yourselves sick hopefully Save some, but not for too long. Yeah, you don't want them to go white and yucky. No, it's not good. All right. right. Go well. Bless you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope this helped you today. Have a great day.